everyone, this is Andre Pierce and welcome to my channel, Why Does Love Hurt So Good? Today we're going to talk about the language of love and the three areas in which we need to pay close attention to. If this is your first time to my channel, be sure to hit the subscribe and notification buttons so that you can be updated on all the latest content that I post. Let's get started. Now, to better understand the love language in which we speak to express ourselves, we must first examine and define what love is or what we feel or believe it to be. According to Webster, love is a strong feeling or a strong constant affection we feel for a person. But for most of us, it's that chemical reaction that we feel that we can't explain that we have to define and give a name. Now, with that said, if that's how most people feel or define love, the question has to be now, how do we show those people that we care for what they mean to us? Now, this is important to know because we all need to understand what it means and the consequences that comes along with telling someone we love them. It is hard today to differentiate the value put on the word as it relates to our feelings for someone in a relationship because the word itself has been overly used so much today. This is why when people hear the words, I love you, it's hard for them to believe it because they heard it so many times before. We're not saying people who say I love you are lying to us. It's not that we don't believe that they love us when they tell us these words. It's a simple fact that we simply need more proof in their actions and not just hearing it from their lips. Now, I say this because the word love is just a four-letter word. It is only the connection that we attach to it that helps describe what it is that we're feeling for the person that we care for. Many of us have no clue or understanding what we're committing to when we say the words, I love you to someone. And it is this lack of understanding that dismisses the intent that we're giving to the word when we say it to someone of how we feel. And it is this lack of understanding that diminishes the value of what's being said. A good example of this is the way we communicate our intentions in the relationship to our mates. We have to understand something. It is our intentions that determines our meaning. Let me give you an example. It's hard to express through a text the emotions that we are feeling when we send our text to people if they have not been shown in person firsthand. A lot of times when we send out text messages, we fail to understand that a text cannot mean what it never meant. Here's a good example. When a person sends you a text message about how they feel, they are assuming that you understand what they wrote. But many times we don't always understand it that way because the text doesn't show our emotions. It just shows the words on a screen. I say this because in society today, instead of talking and telling one another how we feel face to face, a lot of people prefer to text and send emojis. Text, words, and emojis will never replace a live conversation. Now, it's because of this kind of communication that has made it hard for people on the other side of your text to understand what you mean, what you meant, or what you're trying to say. And it leads to a lot of confusion into what you probably meant. Now, this assumption sometimes can lead to the wrong interpretation and lead to problems if it's not clarified of what it is you really meant or the intent of the words in which you sent. The words I love you are more than just eight letters in the alphabet. They are some powerful words and we must be very careful when we use them because it carries a lot of weight because it dictates and determines what happens next and what we will assume going forward. Now, I know a lot of people would like to think that love is an emotion, but in actuality, love is a choice and an act of the will. I say this because many of us don't fall for anyone we choose to get involved with someone. We don't fall in love. We grow in love. So we have chosen to care for, to explore the possibilities of things going even further. And this is how we determine how we feel for that person. 
Too many times the messages that we send either gets misunderstood or are not understood. And this poses a question to many people. What exactly are they saying when they send me this text? And the reason for this is because content sent determines what we actually mean. Too many times when people send us text messages, we assume more than what there is on the screen. Here's a good example of it. A guy dating a woman and tells her he doesn't like to label their relationship with titles. Now, he's telling her this, but what she's hearing because she's seeing the reality is they are together and they are doing relationship couple things. She's thinking they're in a relationship just without a title. But in actuality, what he's telling her is, I don't want to have a label or a title because I don't want to be responsible for you. In fact, he is telling her they are just sex buddies. But that's not what she's hearing because that's not her reality or what she's seeing and involved in. Now, I say this because a lot of women, when men tell them the truth, some women take this information and feel it's just a temporary situation. Now, in this situation I'm giving you, the guy is saying we are nothing more than sex buddies, but I want you by my side. She's hearing relationship and he'll change his mind down the road and we'll be more. So now, at the end of the day, when he decides to bounce and go be with someone else, she will view it as he hurt me or he lied to me or he used me. When in fact, he told her what it was in the beginning. The content in which he shared was his meaning of what he meant and she didn't understand. And the reason this happens is because we're unable to separate the interpretation from the application. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. When a person tells you that they want to spend their entire life with you because they feel they found the right person for them, they lead you to believe. And what most of us hear them say is that they want no one else but them. This is important because the person is hearing this is assuming this is true and their next actions towards the relationship will depend on the moves that they make with you. I know a lot of people say, well, when people tell us these things, we're hoping that it's going to be true. Now, if a person tells you these things that include you, it could be true. This kind of thing happens in relationships a lot. And I know there's no one size fit all answer to make sure that everybody has a perfect life. But you have to understand it starts with communication. So if you're unclear on what is being said, ask questions, get clarity. And I say this because the one thing we don't want to do is waste our time and love on someone that is not good for us because contrary to what most people want to believe, people in relationships that are true to you will actually follow through in their actions and not just words. Another area in our love language that we need to understand is very important is the presupposition. This is something that we do in our relationship today, which is simply we assume before we actually know. Now, let me explain. If you were to meet someone, you cannot bring your old baggage or your old assumptions from what happened in your prior relationship as if it's going to happen in this relationship because you don't know. I know a lot of us base this information off our experience, which is understandable. And I don't think that we bring it in or do things like this intentionally. A lot of times it's unintentional. But the problem is if we continue it, it becomes a problem in your current relationship because the person you're dealing with is not your past. We build our friendships and develop what we feel for a person through our understanding of that person, their ways, the way we interact with them, and the way they treat us. We are often afraid of being vulnerable in our relationship because we fear getting hurt or taken advantage of by that person. It is the fear that keeps us from being who we are and can be with that person. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Now, in other words, we cannot let our fear of being hurt again keep us from exploring new opportunities with someone else. When I talk to people a lot about this subject, I always ask a question. What exactly are you willing to give up, get, or do to have love in your life? 
Now, for many of us, this is a question we need to think about and take seriously because, again, it would determine who you love and how you would love them. Listen, love will always be a word misunderstood and a mystery with multiple definitions of what it is. But here are two things to remember. No matter how much love hurts us, we will always seek it and want it in our lives. You will never experience love without pain. They are inseparable. It's a package deal. What love means, love and its meaning would be different and feel different for each and every one of us. But communicating this to them is crucial because if we intend to grow in love with them, we're going to have to let them see, feel, hear, and understand that we're in it for the long haul. So there you have it. The language of love explained three areas in which we need to know and why they are important. Now, if you enjoyed this video, be sure to hit the subscribe and notification buttons on your screen so that you can be updated on all the latest videos that I post. And be sure to like the video and share it with your friends and family you feel would best benefit from the information I've just shared. Thank you for taking the time to view my video, and I hope to see you next week.